Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Happy Friday and welcome into another edition of the PHNX D-backs podcast right here on PHNX. My name is Derek Montia. Of course, I am your mayor of Salt River Fields. I'm declaring myself that now because I found out today there is no mayor of Salt River Fields. Uh, this guy is still your vice mayor of PHNX. He's also your thunderstick, the one and only Jesse Friedman. I don't think ballparks have mayors, Derek. They do now. You still have this, this misconception <laughs> that, that everything yeah. in the universe has a mayor. Uh, Foursquare made me think that. But anyway, this show is brought to you by the fine folks at the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Uh, it's Friday. I'm drinking beers. Jesse's drinking a beer. And we, are ready, and we are ready to rock and roll because we had ourselves yet another exciting day out at the Arizona Diamondbacks spring camp. Uh, of course... Uh, it was it was interesting to see that Madison Bumgarner being part of the starting rotation isn't just on my mind when I scream and rant about it or Jesse's mind, but seemed to be on everyone's mind at media day. It really wasn't. Uh, it was kind of a difficult topic. Like they kind of danced around it a little bit, basically yeah. saying like trying to get to the point that that is what we know. If Madison Bumgarner doesn't perform well in 2023, does he remain part of the starting rotation? And more importantly, if he doesn't perform well during spring training does that open the door potentially for one of the younger guys to maybe grab his spot in the rotation the answer to that question is no no it doesn't sound like it at all yeah. mike hazen sounded uh quite adamant that madison bumgardner uh is part of this rotation going forward and uh, it didn't even seem like there would be a question about that i mean what was honestly the the most wild thing about that whole that whole uh discussion that happened today was that Madison Bumgarner's name was never said. Did you notice that? I think they said bum at one point. Maybe, but. maybe. I didn't catch that. The, the, the reporters who who asked about Madison Bumgarner in particular, which actually was was not not either of us, um, they didn't actually say Madison Bumgarner's name. And, and Mike Hazen also never said Madison Bumgarner's name, but it was abundantly clear who we were talking about throughout that entire time. Um, and Mike Hazen did say that Madison Bumgarner <laughs> is going to be in the Diamondbacks rotation in 2023. He not only said that he is penciled in, he followed that up by saying that he is going to be in the Diamondbacks rotation in 2023. Of course, he could walk that back. I guess, right, later on, maybe things change as spring progresses if, if Mad Bum doesn't look as good as the Diamondbacks hope he will. Uh, but that doesn't look like it's going to happen. I think Madison Bumgarner is going to be in this rotation. We actually have footage of Mike Hazen's comments. And uh, as you can see, he 
it, there was no hesitation on his end yeah. about Madison Bumgarner being part of the rotation. I mean, he's going to get the ball again. He's going to get the ball again this season. So, yes, we're penciling him to be in our rotation, and he's going to be in our rotation. So like, would like to see him, you know, all, like I said, like with all the other veteran guys, um, really step up and, 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 and model what it, what it, all, the, all the great things that the Longorias and the Melansons and, and the Bumgarners have done in this game who have stood on the mound and winning World Series – that I hope that that is going to really help propel our younger players. And I, I guess what he means there is that they are going to kind of, you know, learn a lot from Madison Bumgarner and, and that's what they're saying. Yeah. Motivate them. Is that what they're saying there? That's what they're saying. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's easy to look at Mad Bum's track record, right. And, and look at the success that he's had in the postseason. Uh, he's one of the best, if not the best, postseason pitcher of all time. Very honestly, yeah. I mean, I mean, what what he did to to help the Giants win those those three World Series titles in the 2010s was nothing short of remarkable. Um, and on paper, like that's the guy that you want helping lead some of your younger players, right? He's done it on the biggest stage uh, that anyone has been able to to throw that well. But uh, but yeah, I mean. There's no secret that Madison Bumgarner is not that kind of vocal clubhouse leader. He's not right your prototypical Correct. like I'm gonna I'm gonna really help the young guys along and I'm gonna make sure that you know they have everything they need and I'm gonna be there for them you know when times are tough. Uh, Mad Bum, you know it, it, he's just not that guy. I think there's there's no questions about that. So uh, you certainly understand where the D backs are coming from. You know he has the the background where he could be that type of player. Uh, but I don't know that he is realistically, and and that's kind of what what comes into question here, where the D-backs make this decision is, you know, do you really think that Madison Bumgarner, the pitcher, is good enough to deserve this opportunity? And I have a a, a, a guess that our audience maybe thinks the answer is no. I think uh, to uh, I guess to play devil's advocate a bit, Madison Bumgarner did have quite a good stretch last year, where at times he really did look like his old self and he was he was good at the beginning of the year yeah at least by like the like your normal metrics mad bum had a sub four era for a couple of months last didn't, year uh, didn't didn't weren't we raving about the starting rotation in general like wasn't the starting rotations we like era as yeah. a whole below yeah, like the, the two D-backs, or something uh, the d-backs couldn't hit to save their lives right. in the beginning of the year <laughs> but right. the pitching was kind of keeping them going uh but madison bumgarner yeah it, honestly i i could see it coming a lot of people could see it coming his peripherals in the first couple months were not good he wasn't striking out that many guys right. he was he wasn't walking a ton but that's never been a huge issue for him he was still allowing a lot of hard contact and eventually those things kept uh, caught up with him as we expected they would and mad bum didn't really have a very good season at all by the by the time the end of the year came well uh, another thing that mike hazen talked about was the bullpen and about looking for power that seemed to be the one thing that they went out there and by power he doesn't necessarily just mean guys that can throw 105 miles an hour even though they did get one of those uh there's just uh this thing where they wanted guys with strikeout stuff uh he specifically said last year in way too many uh, situations uh they couldn't put a guy away when there's two outs and one guy on right and it's just that they need that relief pitcher that can come in with that strikeout type stuff and be able to handle those situations. He didn't feel like they had it at all. I know we've talked yeah. quite a bit about what they did add, what they haven't added. And to be honest, I, I really feel like the bullpen is is looking quite different at this point 
uh, Merrill Kelly told us that uh, he sees he's he sees more relief pitchers in the clubhouse than he's ever seen as a member of the Arizona Diamondbacks, and that's just right now, you know, in spring camp. But it goes to show that they really are trying to sift through all of the arms they have to find the reliable ones, those reliable eight guys that they can count on in the bullpen. Yeah, he also talked about Mark Melanson, which I thought was was interesting. That wasn't a question that was asked. Nobody asked specifically about Mark Melanson, but it was something that Hazen just brought up when he was talking about the relievers. He mm -hmm. said, I believe his exact words were fully expecting a breakout or a, a bounce back, sorry, bounce back. From, yeah, yeah. Uh, from Mark Melanson, which would be huge for the D-backs. Um, and I will say that as much as... I'm a little hesitant on that, looking at, at some of the peripheral numbers for Mark Melanson last year. I don't know if they necessarily scream that a bounce back is about to happen. Uh, but if you look at, at his track record over the years, he has had, uh, you know, some not great seasons at times. I don't know if he's had a season as bad as he had last year, uh, but he has had some not as good seasons. And generally speaking, he's been able to follow that up and improve the next year. Uh, it wasn't necessarily a huge drop off in stuff. His pitches looked, for the most part, pretty similar. I know the the velo was down a lot early on. That kind of crept up a little bit as the season as the season progressed. Uh, but yeah, at least the D backs seem to be under the impression that Mark Melanson uh, will bounce back. And and I know that he's gunning for the closer role. Uh, we haven't even talked about Mark Melanson that much <laughs> in our in our discussions about who will close for this team because it just seems impossible with the way that he finished last year. But uh, he certainly doesn't think so, and and I don't think the Diamondbacks think that way either. Uh, and Jesse talked about the pitching last year and at times not having the bats to back it up. But this year it seems like it's going to be different. I know that they didn't go out and get a lot of guys that they're going to add to the starting lineup. But uh, there's one guy in particular. There's one guy in particular. And you guys know this guy. That's very exciting. And we're very excited uh, to go out to camp and see him uh, making these sounds with his baseball bat. Mm. That's a nice sound. That's a good sound, that's, Jesse. That's a, that's that's a, that's a good nice sound. sound. I like that sound. So easy too. It's, it's just, it's just, just so a, it's just a, a silky smooth swing, man. Was this a you were here? I wasn't. Was this a, was this somebody throwing to him? Is this yes, there was there was a coach throwing okay. to him, and there was also uh, he was out there with Cattell, uh, our Risp King. Uh, Geraldo Her Perdomo was also out there, right? Um, but there's, uh, we're seeing Corbin Carroll. He's been working hard. Alec Thomas has been out there working hard. I had a conversation with Alec Thomas about his preparation. He, he said he actually uh, came out to Arizona a month ago uh, and has been working out, wow. uh, getting preparation for spring training uh, that entire time because he is going to be playing for Team Mexico in the, in the WBC. But uh, he said he didn't have any reservations about it. He said with it being here in Arizona, it was kind of a no-brainer for him to participate. He said maybe if he had to fly to yeah. Japan or something, that might have been different, which totally makes sense in the middle of spring training to have that yeah. disruption. But considering that they can you know, play here in their group uh, in the United States, specifically in the city you know, where his team is, it kind of makes things a little... A little yeah. easier for him. Yeah, and I mean, I, I I think he would rather spend his his off season in Arizona than in Chicago anyway. For so, sure. So for sure, you know, him being here a little early. I don't know if I fully buy. It. It's just, I just think he to brought get the ready wind. from Did a baseball. Yeah, it's great. That's bullshit. Brutal. I didn't it's like the wind brutal. today. Did not like I know, the wind. I know we've talked up 
uh, coming out to spring training and watching practice. But I have to say the last couple days, not worth it. Not worth it at all. You would be absolutely miserable uh, if you came out and experienced oh. the very harsh conditions it's that ridiculous. we have experienced out at Salt River Field. And it was so nice Super Bowl week. I don't understand what yeah. happened. I the mean, tourists it's, it's got all the good colder. weather. The tourists got all the good weather, Derek, <sighs> and uh, and Arizonans are, are left to, to just freeze our butts off uh at least for for this week but i i am told things are going to improve things are things are going to get better um because eventually we're going to crave these days and though that's not that that's, long from that's now, not true. that's not too far away but uh another thing that's a similarity between these two guys is that uh last off season i talked a bit about alec uh thomas coming into the minor league camp that they held during the lockout and kind of looking like a grown-ass man compared to what we had seen of him in like reno aces footage and stuff he just he looked like he had gotten bigger, like more muscular, like he had grown up bigger. Uh, well, that could definitely be said about uh, young Corbin Carroll, because let's take a look at these guns in this video. He was talking, uh, but I couldn't hear him because I was just staring at his gigantic arms. Let's take a look at this. I'm, I'm planning to use this weekend to kind of what is going on there? specifically. Yeah. But um, I mean, yeah, the man, the man is kind of ripped, Derek. I think is. we've known this. Yeah, well, right? I know, personally. but though, like the, those, come on, Jesse. The, gun, the guns, are, the guns well, are fully loaded uh, now. You know, the guns are, the the guns are, guns are fully loaded. Corbin Carroll, he has like, he has, you know, right, it's not a big really frame, you know, and, and anyone who's, who's like stood next to him or seen him up close and in person knows that he like, he kind of looks like a smaller guy. Uh, but you're absolutely right. His his biceps are about four sizes too large for like the rest of his body. I love it. I love uh, it. So, uh, so yes. Also, people are giving us a, a hard time about saying the harsh that, conditions. That the, I don't know. There was yeah. something about like it was not that windy at home, but the moment I got to Salt River yeah. Fields, oh my gosh, it was, it was I was hurricane. sitting in the press box and we could literally hear the wind uh, for like two hours straight in there because it was just so it was so crazy. Ryan but, gets it. Ryan, those aren't arms; those are pythons. That's right. Uh, Jen R. By the way, welcome, Jen R. I saw that this is your first time joining the show. Hey, uh, she was out there in a t-shirt today, making us look uh, silly. Yeah. When you want to talk yeah. about the chumps that we are, but. Uh, that's, that's fine. I'm fine with that. Um, because, uh, I, you know what? I'm, I don't like being cold and I will do everything I can to keep, uh, from being cold. One guy that is definitely doing everything he can to keep from being cold is Andrew Chafin <laughs> because, uh, it's he entirely went, too much facial. He went straight there. Yeti. He went straight Sasquatch <laughs> and, uh, the Diamondbacks revealed, uh, his return to the team with a spectacular video that I kind of adore. Let's take a look at that. The locks blowing. I love the I love the locks blowing. That's probably my favorite I part. Just, I I'm not sure uh, if if like the way that this video came to be was like the Diamondbacks social media people coming to Andrew Chafin and asking him to do these things, or if Andrew Chafin went to the Diamondbacks yeah, social media we don't people know. We don't and know. was like like oh I can make you a really good <laughs> video. Uh, Andrew Chafin is utterly hilarious. He's here. he's one of the best people, and uh, we're very very excited to have him back. More importantly. Uh, he, he didn't really take the questions too seriously at, at his introductory press conference. He didn't take any of the questions. No, he didn't. He didn't. He didn't want. He got hit up with the wire. Did you come back? Why did you choose Arizona out of the way? He's like, come on, you're hitting me up uh, with a hard one. But, you know, he just he just said he really loves Arizona. And it was it was the place. It was one of the places he wanted to go that 
gave him an offer. Like he made yeah, it sound really simple. The best deal he got in a place that I liked is the, I believe exactly what he said. Correct. Yeah. And as Jesse pointed out, he did take a pay cut leaving that option behind in Detroit, which of course, if you I mean, he been, might not have known he was going to take a pay cut. I'm, I mean, maybe he wouldn't have if he knew how much money he would ultimately get. Uh, but yeah, he turned down $6.5 million and his base salary for 2023 is $5.5 million. So but there's he does, some incentives and there's a there's an option with a buyout for next year. So he'll right. probably make more. But right. Yeah, it is he, interesting. Could, he could potentially make up to, I think, $7.5 million. Um, but that is with the buyout, like you said, right? So uh, hopefully that's not the case. Hopefully Andrew Chafin uh, is, pitches well enough this year that the Diamondbacks want to do everything they can to keep him around as, as much as possible. But yeah. um, uh, Gabriel Ferrer is absolutely right. It was bigger than the KD news. It absolutely was. Uh, they the the fans didn't come out for it in the same way, but I mean we'll we'll, we'll take what we can get. But uh, I think once again, uh, Chafin being uh, kind of that that guy in the clubhouse. Like there was two or three players that told us that the the atmosphere in the clubhouse is just already like fantastic. Yeah. Like that they are yeah, really Josh getting. Ross said that today. Yeah, they are getting along really well. They're really enjoying each other's company. Uh, Corbin Carroll said he's getting to know some of the guys, even though I think he said it in that video. We just talked right over it, but uh, yeah, we weren't we weren't focused at all. Yeah, on it was what, the, on it what was, he said. It was, it was the twenty two inch pythons, but <laughs> uh, of course that's uh, that's the thing about it is is this team, even though a lot of people want to say that this team is the same team, even though we talked about those goddamn Pakota projections and how they feel <laughs> like this team is just going to regress or basically be the same team that it was last year. Uh, we we don't feel that we don't we don't see that this team uh, feels like it's going to be an exciting team. I actually had a friend of mine, Chris Click, uh, from uh, Tucson, Arizona. Which uh, if you guys are in Tucson, you probably know that name. But uh, he bought. We don't, we don't talk about Tucson on this show. Beautiful Tucson, Arizona. We're gonna get Damon on a run on a <laughs> roll all over again. That's the last thing we need. I mean, <laughs> the, here's the thing, though: is 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 season tickets are being purchased by guys like Chris because this team is a team that people want to watch and and they're very excited about. Also. I actually do have people that are worried that there might be some sort of uh, some sort of suspension of broadcasts or something this year. So I actually have people now kind of wanting to lock into being at these games so that should that happen? Is that though, really a thing? I you think people are buying season tickets because they're concerned that games won't be broadcast? If, if that's one of the reasons someone told me that they bought season tickets, would that be good enough for you, Jesse? Or I do don't I need know. to fucking I don't survey know fans? that it would. I don't know if I believe that. Oh, that's man. wild. I mean, can you imagine if, if the situation with Diamond got so bad that Major League Baseball wasn't even able to step in and actually broadcast the games. As Rob Manfred said, they would be able to Hold do on, the though. other day. Hold on. You and I spoke about this off air, uh, privately. We talked about this with the Rob Manfred comments and even that video that we posted of Manfred saying that MLB would step in and take control. There is infrastructure that would need to be put into place. True. There are crews that need would need to be hired that right now are currently employees of Diamond Sports Group. And they could right? just bring back a lot of those They crews, absolutely I guess. could. Yeah. And I mean, maybe the contingency plan that he discussed having does take Probably that into would account. Be that. But, yeah. you know, again, the cameras right now in the ballparks, they're, the, the trucks, the production trucks, those are all owned technically by Diamond Sports Group. So I have no idea what exactly is going on in regards <laughs> to uh, MLB saying that they could take over uh, should 
Valleys uh, or should Diamond Sports Group not be able to broadcast the games anymore? But I don't know. I, I, I'm, I, I question that. I question how quickly that process could take place. All I will Hopefully say, we don't ever have to see it, though. All I will say is that it is telling that someone from Tucson would be willing to buy season tickets because, I mean, Tucson is, what, 14 hours away, yeah. 15 hours away? Yeah, yeah. It's it's far off from any from anything that's actually worth oh, doing or nowhere. seeing. Nowhere wants to so, be there. No one so wants mad, to live respect, there. mad respect, mad respect for your for your friend Derek. Uh, <laughs> so help me God. <laughs> uh, Jen says no. They bought season tickets to go to Fan Fest. You damn right they did. And that's go. tomorrow, by the way. So it's not Fan Fest. Uh, fan Fest. It's not Fan Fest. It's, it's, it's the MVP. MVP. Most valuable fan. I still don't. Did they actually come out and say what MVP stands no, for? No, I don't think so. But I just like saying that. Uh, but speaking of being valuable, we find you guys valuable. We thank you guys for being here in the chat. And uh, we got a little reward for you from our friends over at Mountain Mike's. I am going to select one lucky winner uh, from every Friday show to win a free 20-inch pepperoni pizza from Mountain Mike's between now and opening day. So... Wow. Uh, there it is right there. Are we Jesse. doing this today? We're doing it right now, oh baby. My gosh. We're doing it right now. So before the end of the show, just do me a favor. If you are here in the chat, drop me a little pizza emoji and I will add your name uh, to this exciting spinning wheel I have here before me. Uh, and I will pick one winner uh, before the end. So make sure to do that uh, if you want free pizza. The real challenge is going to be figuring out how to put a pizza emoji in the in the chat. Can you not emoji? Easy. Can you not emoji in the chat? I guess. Uh, I Can't you, you emoji can. in the chat? I think you can. Yeah. Okay. See, maybe it's maybe it's not that hard. Why are you doing? You're the younger person. You should know <laughs> these things about technology. There's an emoji right there. Hey. Hey, we got it. It's not the right one though, Brett. So we need a pizza emoji if you want to be entered into the drawing tonight for the free pizza. That's that's the rules. Them's are the rules. Thank you, there Brett. I appreciate Brett, it. Brett, Brett figured it out. Brett's the first one entered in. But uh, moving on, of course. Uh, we thank you guys for being here in the chat. Uh, we want to let everybody know if you haven't had a chance to do so, make sure to go to Underdog Fantasy, uh, download the Underdog Fantasy app. You can not only uh, do their pick 'em game on your own, which is higher or lower, they'll give you a stat for different sports, point totals, rebounds, assists, pitch counts. We're riding on pitch counts this year, so make sure to get down on their pick 'em game. You pick a high, pick a lower on their amount, and you will instantly. Uh, be added in to win. The more uh, the more legs you add, the more money you can win. You can win up to a thousand dollars, depending on how many legs you add. So make sure to do that over at Underdog Fantasy. You can also do your daily fantasy sports differently by playing up to five of your friends in daily fantasy sports draft teams. Whoever has the most fantasy points wins some cold hard cash. So uh, it's this easy to get started. Go to UnderdogFantasy.com or download the app. Sign up with promo code PHNX and Underdog. We'll match your first deposit up to $100. And don't be an underdog. Be an overdog up against your friends, as Jesse Friedman would say. Uh, he loves to say that. But Am I allowed to put a pizza emoji in the chat? You are absolutely not allowed to put a pizza <sighs> emoji in the chat. But I might I might throw one in there just to maybe get myself in there. But uh, we'll oh, see. You can. I just Max can't, specifically okay. said no. So I'm sorry. I don't know if he was talking to you or not, but Max said no. Uh, also, Chris clarified it's the most valuable party. So, so they actually mm. like they do have the acronym actually figured out. Do they really? Okay, well, I guess whatever. I'm fine with that. I still don't know if I if I love that name. Like the most valuable, I I don't know. I mean, people, there's so much controversy over what most valuable means when it comes to players. What what does most valuable mean yeah. when it comes to a party? That's that's a that's an entirely different conversation. And, and, and I mean, honestly, I know they didn't want to call it fan fest because they didn't want people to think that they were being you know, left out of fan fest. Right? right. But 
Does it make you feel any better that you're being left out of the most valuable party? No, it makes me feel even worse. Yeah, that's fair. right. That's I feel fair. worse about it, but I don't know. I'll be there. So I guess I shouldn't feel bad at all. But anyway, <laughs> uh, if you guys, <laughs> thank you for that. Uh, Four Peaks beer, by the way. Join them. Jesse's enjoying one. I right, am. Cheers. These cheers. Are, these are genuinely, these are genuinely very good. These are genuinely very good, he says. And of course, you can get these wherever you get your beers. Uh, Four Peaks is a local beer company, so of course we want to support them. And they have all sorts of events going on around this time of the year. Not only is it great to grab their beers when you're watching sports, but it's also great to go down to their A Street Pub and check out some of their events. I am going to be building a beer derby, a beer can derby car uh, for their beer can derby, and I can't wait. Uh, and if you can't either, make sure to do so because the beer can derby is on February 25th at Four Peaks A Street Pub in Tempe. Kit pickups are open now, so if you want to show us you got the fastest beer can in the valley, sign up through fourpeaks.com backslash events. Must be 21 years or older to enjoy, and enjoy responsibly. Um, and I'm enjoying one right now. I'm going to enjoy it a little more. Uh, but before we do that, it's time, guys, for another arbitration conversation. Let's do it! Jesse, this time we're we're I mean we're talking about the actual thing though. Mm. We're not we're not going to bring in. An, I thought uh, we were going to arbitrate the value of one of these beers. We're not going to that anymore. That's priceless, Derek. It's priceless. You no, you no, can't no. put a, You can't put a price. I was going to say hundred dollars. You were going to say two hundred dollars, and I mean we were both going to be right basically. But <laughs> uh, no, we actually have real arbitration talk to, to discuss, and that was uh, Josh Rojas losing his arbitration hearing against the Arizona Diamondbacks. Mike Hazen actually went to the hearing, which we found out isn't something that's very common. A lot of times they don't actually send the front office people to do some of this kind of uh, what 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 you could say is dirty work. Uh, but I mean, uh, it's not even like like it's interesting because Mike Hazen has control. He's basically in charge of the case that the Diamondbacks present at an arbitration hearing, but he's not actually the one doing the talking. So he wouldn't it doesn't make a difference whether he's there or not practically. But uh, but as you said, he did make it a point to be there because he basically said like, hey, if we're being forced to like poke holes at a at a the skill set of a particular player, I I want to be there in person and not you know, in in a cowardly way be you know hanging out in my in my suite in Arizona or something. Right. Yeah. Right? yeah. Like um, like I'm 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 here on the other side of the country while you're in Florida at an arbitration hearing. Yeah. You it's know. just not it's not a very good look. So so Hazen was there and uh, and Josh Rojas was very appreciative of that. And Mike Hazen very much appreciated. Uh, Josh Rojas's maturity and the way he handled the situation. He understood his reasoning behind it. Both made it very clear. It seemed to be the best possible scenario as far as uh, the, the attitude from both sides going into something like this. We've talked about how terrible this process is. Just Jesse and I were quite kind to each other when it came to the Arizona Ice Tea Can arbitration hearing uh compared to what some how some of these hearings can go right neither one of us drug the good name of arizona iced tea through the mud or brought up its stats you know its calorie <laughs> count the fact that it you know uses sugars as carbohydrates but doesn't actually maybe tell you what percentage have. of maybe we should have. maybe we should have but we didn't do that good enough we didn't drag its name through the mud like poor corbin burns got his name drug through the mud in his arbitration hearing but uh mike hazen's comments kind of reflect that this went well and that he kind of respects Josh Rojas for going through this process. It's a, uh, you know, our, I respect, talked to Josh this morning, like I respect incredibly that he walked into that, advocated for himself the way he did. Um, and that, you know, that's his right to go do that. And um, proud of how he handled it, um, like a pro, like he always is. And, but it, it's, it stinks, frankly. Um, 
you know, we have to do our jobs too. Um, and I, you know, we tried to explain that. Um, but, you know, it's not something that anybody looks forward to in that process. But it's part of the process. It's a collectively bargained right for the players. And, you know, he went and exercised that. So. Uh, and again, I think right there reflects like his, his feelings on it. Uh, he's, he started out by just saying he just straight up hates it. Like, yeah. Hazen, he, that was the first question he was asked. And he, you can tell he hates this. Uh, Hazen believes in these guys. So to go into a, a meeting like this, even if he's not the one verbally saying this stuff and try to downplay the worth, the value of a player is, uh, you know, it, it's a fairly difficult process for even the person that's, that's doing it right. They know the results could be negative. And in some cases, let's be honest, it's not for very much money that they're arguing over. Yeah. Here is about $300,000. Um, so, yeah, in the grand scheme of things, like we talked about yesterday when we talked about the Corbin Burns situation, a lot of times these these cases are not, you know, the two sides aren't separated by that many dollars necessarily. Um, but, yeah, Mike Hazen clearly, I mean, there's no part of this process that he enjoyed. I don't Josh Rojas did technically say that he enjoyed the process at one point. Um, I don't he know did. if he totally, totally like enjoy. I don't, I don't know about enjoy. Yeah. That seems a little a little bit far, but. Um, but it's funny because we've talked about Josh Rojas's personality and his competitiveness, his intensity, and <laughs> he's and a we, fucking gamer. And we just kind of <laughs> we just kind of joked about it as like, oh, like that's totally on brand for Josh Rojas, you know, to go to an arbitration hearing. But hearing him talk about it, it's like, oh no, that it is. He like, did the that, exact like, thing we joked about him doing. Like exactly, he was going in there with that attitude of like, it's me, like it's us versus them. We have figures to present. We're going to present figures that make me look good. They're going to present statistics that make me look bad. Uh, baseball is one of those games that you can find both of those things no matter yeah. what, right? Yeah. Like even a guy <laughs> that has a great war, for instance, you can go pull like his defensive numbers and prove that he's not yeah, very good. How many good. bases did he steal? Yeah, how many bases did he <laughs> How many home runs did he hit? Not many. You know, that kind of thing, right? How many RBI did he have? I don't care if he scored 200 runs, you know, like that kind of thing, right? right. So like there's something to be said about the fact that he, he understood that this was going to be a manipulation of data by both sides. And there was one goal by both sides. His side was to make him look as good as possible. And their side was to not. Yeah. But he did say that this never got personal. It never got like nasty. And I think that might be the difference between an arbitration hearing like his versus what uh, happened in Milwaukee, right? Like when you start saying things like you're the reason why we didn't make the playoffs, that's personal. That goes beyond just statistics and figures and numbers. That goes beyond how many hits you had, or in Corbin Burns's case, how many you know what was your ERA, how many wins you had, that kind of thing, right? Yeah. But uh, I don't know. There's there like Josh Rojas's attitude, as far as from an organization's perspective, is the best attitude that you could hope for from a player going through arbitration. I mean, just listen to the way he handled uh, this. I mean, right away he was just kind of joking about the process about losing. I mean, I don't know if I, I don't know if he was joking necessarily, but but yeah, well, clearly. Okay. His... I mean, come on. Let, all right, let, go ahead and hit, hit, let's play the video. You tell it for yourself. Um, I mean, I would I would have taken a win. Uh, that's for sure. Um, <laughs> I guess you're right. No, but it was it was good experience. Um, you know, like I said before, um, I was I was happy with the initial offer, but you know, there was there was some money left out on the table that we felt like we could win and. Um, I felt like I was in a win-win situation, and so um, me and my agent decided that we were going to go and try to, you know, fight and, and uh, make a case for 
a little bit more money and, and we and the the Z-backs came out on top. Jesse? I mean, yeah, I mean you're kind of I guess <laughs> right. at the beginning, at the beginning he did he did get a little chuckle out yeah, of uh, I mean, and, and his I mean, initial I, comment. I think that's the thing is is he was just kind of like in kind of good spirits about it. like he's he's okay with the final figure he gets. He's still getting more money than he was getting. Yeah. And in the long run, he was just trying to go through the process to get that little extra bit of money, like Jesse said, about three hundred thousand yeah. dollars. But the one thing that he did say during the process, uh, like <laughs> that, sounded kind of crazy, was just about enjoying the experience and by gaining experience by going through this process, like seeing what the arbitration process was from a personal standpoint and what the preparation was like between him and his team versus, you know. Um, the the Diamondbacks and and how they had to advocate for their sides. Yeah, one of the quotes that stood out to me, which honestly kind of blows my mind. At least it, it blew my mind initially. It does kind of make sense. Um, but Josh Rojas said this. He said, "There's some things that were said on their side that he, talking about Mike Hazen, disagreed with. But that's their job. And there's some things that I knew that we said on our side that were a bit of a stretch." So both sides acknowledged. Mike Hazen told Josh Rojas that some of the numbers presented against him he doesn't fully agree with or or that maybe he feels that they don't they don't well represent who he actually is as a player and Josh Rojas also came out in that interview and said hey look some of the numbers that we said in that arbitration hearing I don't know if I even buy them myself <laughs> like we're we're kind of stretching the limits of some of these things right um, and I think it's it's cool that Rojas is able to come out and just kind of openly admit those things. There's there's this formality as part of the arbitration uh, process that, you know, you're going to make the best case that you can. Uh, it's it's part of the job to do it. It's part of Mike yeah. Hazen's job. Yeah. And it's part of, you know, Josh Rojas's agent's job as well. Make the best case that you can, even if you don't necessarily even agree with with the way that some of the numbers you're using uh, represent the player. Uh, welcome, Joseph Davis. He says, I made a live chat finally. Welcome to the show, sir. Glad to have you here. Uh, make sure if you are here and haven't done so already uh, to drop a pizza emoji in the chat. Already, I think he no, already did. They did. They did. I'm just telling other people, Jesse. Oh, There's yeah. other people out there besides Joseph. We're happy to have Joseph and Brian. Glad to have you guys here. If you haven't done so already, make sure to drop that emoji in the chat. And we'll enter you into a drawing uh, for a free 20-inch pepperoni pizza from our friends at Mountain Mike. So make sure to do so. Uh, if you haven't done so already, make sure to grab yourself a PHNX Diehard membership over at gophnx.com. Of course, you get wonderful discounts from our friends at Mountain Mike's. They'll give you a free $50, I believe, uh, gift card for uh, joining up. I don't know. I might be just giving that away and making that up. But uh, you get all <laughs> sorts of wonderful discounts from our partners. You get a free T-shirt from the phnxlocker.com as well as 20% off all future purchases access to our discord only uh members only lounge and our discord it's the best place to be an arizona sports fan uh this guy's full count newsletter as well as all of the other uh diehard only pieces on gophmx.com uh, and all sorts of wonderful stuff uh, members only merch members only events discounts all that stuff so make sure to grab yourself a diehard membership over at gophnx.com if you guys are here right now in the youtube channel thank you so much for being here hope you're having a wonderful friday night I obviously am because I'm on my third beer, so I'm having a good time. Uh, if you haven't done so already, subscribe to the PHNX Sports YouTube channel. Uh, leave us uh, a comment in the chat. Leave us a little pizza emoji. We'll enter you into the drawing. Leave us a thumbs up. That's Jesse's favorite thing in the whole wide world. Uh, and also, if you're listening to us right now on your favorite audio podcasting app, make sure to subscribe to us there. Leave us a review. That way we uh, get your feedback and we can do whatever we can. Uh, to make this show better. That's what we're all about. And we're all about adjusting this show. This five o'clock thing is, 
is new to us, uh, but we are so glad to have so many of you guys here. We've been having a fun time this week, uh, and I am also very, like, windburned. Is that the word? I'm windburned. Like, I, my face <laughs> has been in the wind Now way we're too really much. getting ridiculous. <laughs> Shut up. Uh, I don't like being, I don't like elements. I'm from I Phoenix, Arizona. I said I was uncomfortable. I didn't say I was windburned. Oh, I hate I... it. I hate it. My lips are so chapped. I'm Andrew Chafed is what I am. I'm Andrew Chafed is what I, I, I feel like. I today, like that. I like that. You like that one. That one. All right. Uh, speaking of Jesse over here, make sure to give him some suggestions for furniture. I'm so sick of... Uh, going to his new place and seeing nothing but Chase lounges. It's absurd. Uh, so we, he needs new furniture, maybe some maybe some pictures up on the walls. So go to morefurniture.com, pick some furniture out for yourself, pick some furniture out for Jesse, maybe buy him a piece or two. He'd yeah, love that. I, I'm going to go on the, you think more furniture has uh, pictures of Chase lounges that I can oh, put on the wall? God, stop it. <laughs> oh, he, oh, you want framed images of Chase lounges <laughs> to go with your Chase lounges. That's so meta. I dig it, actually. Uh, but you can say big on on the best furniture in the valley when you head to morefurniture.com um, and don't tell them I sent you because they know about the chair at, at the house that I beat up but um, anyway the D-backs most valuable party is tomorrow uh, I am going to be out there Jesse might make an appearance it all depends on if they fulfilled his writer properly or not prior to the show but it, it depends on if um, all of the Japanese media entities that have submitted oh requests God. if I'm able to get to it's, all of them in time he he so. had <laughs> one interview and his head is this goddamn big um, but Interestingly enough, uh, I was sent a photo of Chase Field uh, from a source, and Chase Field does not look so good right now, Jesse. They're kind of like resodding the field, and I think they're removing all of that, uh, all of all of the infield or all of the grass, the fake grass, the artificial turf, which is really weird. I don't know if you've ever seen the artificial turf or what it's comprised of at Chase Field, but it's almost like fibers that they put in. It's not like it's sod. It's not like squares that they put down uh, like tile or carpet. It is like fiber. So they were like almost like vacuuming it up. So expect possibly at the fan. I don't know if they're going to relay it before tomorrow. I doubt it because this was something that was happening yesterday. But I think we're all going to be walking on a, on a dirt field out there at Chase Field tomorrow. Interesting. So so are you saying that like since they're not laying them down in like little squares, is some is someone going out there? And, and laying down like fiber by fiber. No, I is don't. That, is that no, how this I, has to work? There? From what I've seen, they have like a bucket and they use like a shovel. Like okay. it's it's really weird because one time they were fixing a dent and I kind of sat there and watched them. It was <laughs> mesmerizing. Dent? Yeah, like like it was like a like it went down. So they had to like pull up the grass on top of it and then fill in dirt mm. so that it was it was flush. You know that it was even. And then they had to put the fibers back in. And that's when I realized it wasn't that like they used a shovel to kind of like dig those up and then put them back down. Uh, if you've ever if you've ever been there and seen Chase Field up close, like walk the field, you might might even get a chance to see it tomorrow. But like it is really interesting. The the artificial turf looks very real. It really does. It looks like it's kind of popping out of the dirt. So it doesn't. Yeah. Um, and Jen says, I don't think field access is happening. Well, that's interesting. So mm -hmm. if that's the case, then I wonder where is it just going to be held on the concourse? Yeah, could know. be could be yet another reason why they try to uh, reduce the amount of people at the event. And, and is, is everyone going on the roof? Are they going to because they can't they can't open and close the roof when people are in the building, but they could close the roof and then have everyone just hanging out on the top. 
That would actually be really cool. Like you're not allowed out, to drink on the like, show anymore. On That's fucking enough Chase beer for you. Field? Oh my god. I guess they probably like they probably don't have the infrastructure on the rooftop for like people to be walking around up there. I don't know if they have like railings or anything on the edges. I'm, but I'm not letting you drink. Any I more love beers. a rooftop experience, Derek. And I'm just saying that's one of the higher <laughs> the higher roofs that you'll find in downtown. No, it Phoenix, is true. So. Yeah. I love I love the fact that Chase Field is you can't miss Chase Field if you're flying into Phoenix in a plane. No, period. No, you you can't. just can't. Yeah, um, I don't know if you necessarily think it's like some beautiful building or anything, mm, but it but yeah. it's there. I mean, you that, can't not acknowledge that it's there. When that roof is dirty, <laughs> it's really ugly looking. Yeah. I won't lie. Uh, is it not just that color naturally? Is that is that dirt that's? Oh no, it's absolutely fucking dirt. Yeah, no. Okay. <laughs> if you look at old pictures of Chase Field, like from was like 15, white? 20 years ago, it's white. Yeah. Oh it's like, no. It's like an off white color. Like, don't get me wrong. It's not like white, white, but yeah, it's a white. It's supposed to be white. Jesse so, thought it was so, D-back sand. Yeah, yeah, right. It's the, too it's many the, the Sonoran, yeah. uh, the Sonoran desert color. Yeah, too many of boobs. So, so we need to get people on the roof of Chase Field with, with you know, some paper towels and Windex, and we just need to, we need to wipe. <laughs> there you go. That's a good way. That's a good way to provide not only a unique experience, but also get some work done. I like it. Uh, <laughs> everybody has to wear these shoes up here, and everybody's got to That's why they call around. it the most valuable part, oh, because man. like. Like you want to talk about value? I mean, if if everyone who's there is helping clean the roof, I mean, yeah, yeah. Jen Jen agrees with you. She says roof access would definitely make it an MV part. MV part. I hate it. I hate MV party. MV I hate party. it. I don't like it. Uh, giveaway updates. By the way, uh, we talked about it. Arizona Diamondbacks had a very cute, uh, cute Valentine slash Galentine's tweet that went out showing that they will have a. Very, very cool. Uh, Zach Gallon, I believe it's in honor of his scoreless inning streak because I think it's got the 44.1 on the base, like the base is comprised of that. Mm. So that's very cool. Uh, also, we also got a video this week from the Arizona Diamondbacks showing off that the Serpientis replica jersey will be back this year. Uh, very good video. They have some young folks, I think, working over there because <laughs> they had like the adventures of gumball and shit in there. I dug it. But uh, Serpientis jersey. Black on black, Jesse. Uh, no more. Ah. Uh, it's not the beige on black, which the players wear. It's not the black with the beige Serpientis that we saw last year. It is a black jersey, black Serpientis with a beige outline. And I won't lie. It looks pretty goddamn slick. I don't know if that's it's pretty cool. I don't know if, if they're changing the Serpientis jersey this year. I doubt it because they didn't do it last year when they had that one. But, you know, it, it still looks like a very cool jersey to wear. Yeah. I, I love you, it. Emma. I have, <laughs> I have to admit that I was slightly disappointed that it wasn't. At least it doesn't appear to be a a jersey that they will be wearing yeah, in games. Yeah, I, I, I was disappointed. Which is by like, that too. like, why would you make the best jersey something yeah. that that only the fan? I mean, I guess it's cool that the fans get it, but you yeah. might as well have the players wearing it on the field too. So maybe that's something that we get. I, at some that point. But that it I don't cool. that I don't get, and I think Chris Melton says uh, right there, bobbleheads, throwback jerseys, in all caps, Serpientis. Uh, was the throw? Did I miss the throwback jerseys? Is that a giveaway item? Because I didn't see that one. But uh, I, I, I do believe there were throwback jerseys. Yeah, because they were releasing. Uh, I've been very busy this week, so it's very easy for me to have missed that. But uh, it's been one giveaway item announced after the next. They got the Father's Day shirts too. That's dope. I'm excited about that. So uh, I, I think this is uh, it's all kind of wrapping up into uh, the the MVP uh, MV party. But uh, we will definitely discuss this next week once we have like a list of all the giveaway items. I also want to show off some of the other giveaway items from some of the other teams. I need somebody in Mar in Miami to get me 
the Goya Foods tropical shirt night shirt. I don't know how I can make I think, that happen. I think we're going to, I talked to Saul. We're going to fly you out for that okay, one. Okay. That's, yeah. that's a must. <laughs> I need that to happen because I need that shirt so goddamn bad. But anyway. We're going to spend all of our travel budget at PHNX Let's on go. just sending Let's go. Derek sending to me. various ballparks to get the best giveaway yes! in baseball. Yes. This is why I took this job. This is the exact reason why I'm here. Oh, man. All right. You know what? Let's pick a pizza winner. If you haven't done so Ooh. already, Throw a pizza emoji in the chat. I got all of you guys already on there. Uh, Ryan H says August twelfth on the throwback jersey. Nice, I dig it. Uh, I like the jerseys and stuff, but to be honest, I'm a bobblehead guy. Uh, I like bobbleheads. I love bobbleheads. I miss them. Uh, it's been a long time since we've gotten them at Chase Field, and uh, I won't lie. They 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 give them to media, and I know that. Uh, there was a period of time where we weren't giving, getting the giveaway items anymore, and it was like the saddest. Uh, Those was, days are over, Derek. Uh, I think. Let me tell you how good the press box used to be. There used to be free ice cream from Cold Stone in this little refrigerator that you could just go and take whenever you wanted. I don't want as wanna, many as you wanted. I don't want to hear. No about one was going to judge you about it. No one was going to shame you that you went back for a second one. It was. Ah, those were the good old days, man. Derek insists about talking about all of the incredible food items that were in the press box before I ever was there. Oh, opening day with the with with the prime no, they had stop. prime rib on opening day that they would cut you off. Oh man, those days are long gone, Jesse. All Can right. Prime rib. Okay. I can't, I can't <laughs> ask. Can't even. I can't even ask any he more questions. Can't even. All right, let's uh let's click this. Let's do it. Spin in the wheel. Got Gabriel in there. Giving away free pizza, and oh my God, our free winner is Brett Johnson. Hey, hey, Brett Johnson! So, congrats to Brett Johnson. Brett uh, Johnson deserves a free pizza. He absolutely. The deserves amount, a free the amount of pizza. time congrats that Brett Johnson you. invests into the uh, PH and XD backs Discord is uh, is, we is love really you. incredible. We appreciate um, it. Yeah, Brett. Brett is the the engine that that makes that thing run at, at pretty much all hours of every single day. I'm pretty sure. So, we appreciate you, Brett. People like to bring up that I got my camera stolen one time at Chase Field. And the funny part about it is, is that I, I don't know if it was Chris's fault that I got my camera stolen, but like I was charging my camera one time at a charging station. Remember when they used to have those like on the concourse around they used Chase to have Field? Cameras? They used to have charging stations. Ah, ah. Yeah. They used to have like a little table. They had charging stations. They had at charging Chase station Field? at Chase Field. Interesting. Yeah. You had to have your own cord though. It wasn't like you it was just like Well, those an cords area. would be would be stolen instantly. It wasn't they, the cord uh, that was stolen. It was my whole goddamn camera that was stolen because I turned around to say hello to somebody and someone literally just snagged my camera and walked away. I mean that seems like a not a not a very smart move on your part. Sure, when, when but I blame the person that came device. over and started talking to me. You yeah, know? you're right. You're right. It's their fault. Mm -hmm. It's definitely their fault. Right. <laughs> Obviously, right? I'm not wrong about that. But uh congratulations to Brett. Uh, appreciate you, sir. Uh, anyway, we thank you guys so much for being here. Of course, if you haven't done so already, make sure to grab the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Uh, purple Gatorade be damned. I hate Purple Gatorade so much. But uh, you know what? We got MLB bets. We got our uh, Corbin Carroll Rookie of the Year bets already marinating in there as well as Zach Gallon. I'm not ending up on a list, so I'm putting Zach Gallon down for my Cy Young winner. And you can, too, over at the DraftKings Sportsbook. All of those kind of MLB bets are available. You can also bet on you know future stuff like who's going to win the world series who's going to come out of the national league american league all that stuff so download the DraftKings sportsbook app and use our promo code of phnx for your new customer new customers can bet five dollars and get two hundred dollars in free bets instantly 
only at the DraftKings Sportsbook with code PHNX. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. And also, as we are getting closer to the baseball season, make sure to hop on the GameTime app. You should see my group chat. My group chat literally turned into a GameTime ad today because we were talking about buying pro wrestling tickets for next week. Uh, for those of you that are wrestling fans, you know don't, who's coming to Don't buy to them now, Derek. Don't buy them now. That's what I was telling them. They were all talking about how they were pretty good priced on there. I was like, what are you guys doing? <laughs> Procrastinate. We buy these tickets on the day of. Not to mention that I might get some comps, but that's all other thing. <laughs> if I don't get the comps, I know I'm going to the Game Time app, and I'm saving 60% on those tickets, and you can too. Concerts, events, Penn & Teller is coming up. I got second row seats for that. I didn't buy them on Game Time, but that's because... I love Penn and Teller. They're like my uncles that are real weird and do magic. But anyway, uh, <laughs> save up to 60% on tickets when you buy tickets last minute. The best way to support us is by buying your tickets through the link in the description. So make sure uh, to grab those and grab your tickets for all, all the games this season. Uh, also, I think the WBC is on there. So making sure to do that. Jen says, finally, Arizona is all elite. She gets it. Shout out to my friend, Tony Khan. Love you, TK. Uh, thank you guys for being here. Appreciate all of you guys uh, for this Friday show. I know you guys have good stuff to do on Friday nights. Thank you so much for being here. You can follow us on Twitter. I'm at cat underscore caveman with a K. This guy's at Jesse and Friedman. Our show is at PHNX underscore D-backs. But of course, all roads lead to at PHNX underscore sports on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Derek, I feel like you were surprisingly calm when we talked about Madison Bumgarner. Like you didn't, I don't know, you didn't lash out in a way that I was kind of expecting you to. See, you see, he eggs me on, right? He eggs me on. He wants me to get I mad. Just, he wants I'm me just kind of Because surprised. then I have to go fucking see Madison Bumgarner in the locker room and he remembers what I says and he looks at me and I'm just like, I don't want to have that chat. I don't want to have that discussion. I don't have that eye contact. You know what I mean? It's intense eye contact that I can't handle. But uh, we thank you guys for being here. And, of course, uh, appreciate you, as always, on behalf of Damon, Jesse, and myself. We always thank you guys for being here, but especially on a Friday night. Uh, and remember, kids, baseball is fun, but it's so much more fun when you don't have to go through the arbitration process.